0: Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. We invite you into our sacred circle and we greet you from our heart center with honor for your heart light. My guest today in this QC Quantum Conversation podcast is shamanic astrologer Eric Roth. And this is fascinating because if you have felt the energy shift here in 2021, My guest Eric will explain why. There is big things going on, and Eric Roth is here to help us understand and decipher. Let's welcome Eric Roth back to Quantum Conversations. Hello, Eric.
1: Hello, Lauren. It's an honor to be here again. Thank you for uh, the invitation.
0: We are so looking forward to this energy update from you. This astrology update. Here we are. We are fully in the age of Aquarius. Would you say?
1: Um, that's a great question, and it's it's something that has been asked of me many times over the, in fact, over the last few years. Um, it. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't name it necessarily the age of Aquarius, but. We are in a turning of the ages. We are in, uh, entering into a transitionary period which will bring us to a new age. And uh, in recent research, um, there's a number of corresponding and uh, things that are lining up over these last years that are pointing to this uh, emerging age. And so um, what astronomer or what... Um, some people have have called the upcoming age of Aquarius has a lot to do with a particular um, uh, position of the sun and where it appears on uh, the spring equinox here in the northern hemisphere. And right now it's still in the uh, constellation of the fish, or what astronomers call Pisces, so it hasn't fully moved into that. However, um, because there's some other technical things that I, I don't necessarily need to get into with that, but there's other po- other pointers, other things that represent that share that we are moving into this into a new age, and then that this is this 2020 um, and 2021 and, and up through 2025 is kind of that those last years of this type, uh, of this uh, particular age. And then, not too long after that is when we start moving into a um, a, tra- a major a major transition period. Uh, that is what in the um, in the yugas are called um, the end of the kali and then the and then the beginning of a transition, a three hundred year transition. So there's other things that are lining up here. Obviously, we are in a new set of. Uh, this new element of air with the Saturn-Jupiter and Aquarius conjunction and coming into a whole new uh, multi-century period where there's Saturn-Jupiter conjunctions in air and um, several of them in the sign of Aquarius. So this is the first one that we've had in, in, in many centuries uh, that have happened in Aquarius. and So uh, I know that's probably not the, the, the simplest answer, but it is one, I wanted to convey to, to everyone that is listening
0: here. Thank you, because it shows us the great cycle, how long these cycles are, and yes. the, the the length of time that it takes to enter in it. It just doesn't happen over one day. So as we move through these changes, move through this shift, it gives us time to adjust, if you will, but yet there's things that are happening that it makes things feel like everything's accelerating. Are you feeling that, like things are moving so quickly?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There, there, it it definitely is. And any kind of transition period, uh, like we are in, it really is where a lot of things take place. A lot of events that, that take place in a uh, in human lifetime that would. Um, I'm oh, sorry, and it's just a few years that would normally take place over a much longer period of time. So they're all getting kind of happening all around the same time in a sense of just a few years. So that's, that's continuing to unfold and um, will continue to unfold over these next few years.
0: Okay, unfolding over these next few years, you said that really up till 2025, we're, we're still going to see some of that, so let's talk astrologically about let's just say the next several weeks um, what what's going on astrologically that we need to uh, be aware of
1: yeah so this this is an interesting period of time that we have happening right now um, January is uh, has been a month. That has has brought forth kind of a gearing up of uh, of a particular stellium in Aquarius. And over these next few weeks, um, primarily all, nearly all of February, is we'll have uh, three, four uh, four planets plus the sun in Aquarius for nearly the the whole month. Of course, the sun will move into Pisces about uh, around the end of the third week. Um, uh, But Mercury stays in Aquarius, Venus stays in Aquarius for most of this month, and Saturn and Jupiter, of course, are in Aquarius uh, for the whole year, with the exception of a a short period of time where uh, Jupiter moves into Pisces in the late spring and early summer. But these next few weeks, it really is a a lineup and what I call a stellium, meaning that three or more planets uh, point in uh, a particular sign.
0: Okay. And so what does that offer energetically if we have that stellium with these four planets and the sun in Aquarius?
1: Yeah, this is a period of I feel like uh expansion, uh, especially around uh spirituality and consciousness. At least there is an intent for greater expansion on those on those fronts. Um it is a period of also a, uh, uh, you know, one could say a, a rebirth of, of a, uh, a greater look at uh, from, from the perspective on a, on a global level rather than just in the, um, the, in the microcosm of our lives, like there's something that is wanting to burst out in the scene. And in 2020, it was much more concentrated in our lives. It became the reality of our lives became so intense or there was an intent for that to become more much more intense and, and um, uh, pressured and stressful uh, in order to uh, in order to have more uh, down the road to plant the seeds for the long term future in order to do that it can in order to change coal into a diamond it needs it needs a, a certain amount of intense pressure and that's what that was going on and so there's a certain level of of pain and um, uh, challenges and um, loss that was taking place in 2020, but now we're moving, we're moving into a, a definitely a, a lighter, much more lighter feel than we had in 2020. Um, but, the, but, we, but there's still a lot to uh, to clean up from the events of 2020. So there's, as we've experienced, it's kind of a spillover but a new approach to it, a, a, a more a, – there's an intent for novelty and innovation to come forth this year. And February could be a um, – well, actually, we're already kind of experiencing that a, – a, a driving force to, to approach things in, in a way we haven't done before um, that or haven't done in a very, very long time in the country and as, as, a, as a planet. So we get a we get an opportunity to uh, to do that and to make some choices that are more, um, uh, you might say, humanitarian or global in our perspective. And Mercury goes retrograde beginning on the thirtieth of this month, and will stay retrograde for about three weeks until uh, February twentieth, and then it will. Um, uh, slowly move back and it doesn't move into the next sign, which is uh, Pisces, until March 3rd. So it spends a lot of time in that. So this, it, Mercury is helping, you might know, say, foster a greater amount of, um, uh, innovation in ourselves, in who we are, and in the role that we play in this, in this world. It's helping us expand that into the higher, higher chakras of our being, especially into the crown chakra, be able to, um, have a, a, a more um, um, a a more cosmic viewpoint into into uh what that which is around us so Aquarius has that uh uh capacity for that it you know certainly there is uh there could be a shadow just like anything else any other sign that could be a shadow to that that experience and um that could be something where you know, there may be, like, um, uh, up, up uploading things or uh, uh, taking things up and out without realizing maybe the consequences of what we've created or invented or innovated. Um, so this is at – this, at this time, this is more of, like, hey, let's – you know, as we do that, let's look at the at the global impact of everything that we connect with and do even in our daily lives, because it does have, we do have a global impact on everything that we do, uh, When, especially when it comes to our relationship to the earth. So we have a greater level of, of connection there uh, that we, you know, are becoming more and more uh, intensely aware, and this year is painting a, a, a very uh, powerful picture around that.
0: Yes, well, I'm certain that we can feel and see what you just referenced there in our own lives. And it's very interesting here when we've got this mercury retrograde lasting from January 30th to March 3rd. Oh, my goodness, that seems so long. Is that usually that long? Because that seems longer well, than actually,
1: usual. Oh, actually, hang on a second. The What I was sharing is um, the the retrograde is actually from um january 30th to february 20th
0: okay Um, good it's in
1: march (laughs) is when it moves into another sign
0: i see so you know we know that that is a time to revisit things in the past and so as you're mentioning that there's a lot to clean up and we need new approaches novelty and innovation making choices for the humanitarian and the global perspective Being intensely aware, to me that feels like a really great time to up-level all of our systems, all of the things that we've been doing in the past with that fresh perspective that you mentioned. And so now I just want to bring this to probably what we could call a mundane level. But when you were mentioning this relationship with the earth, if we look and see out in the world plastic in the, on the roadside that you know maybe fell off a truck and got caught in the fencing, it just really seems like if we stop and stop our car and pick that up, that that will resonate in the field. This may be off topic, but I'd like your input on that because what do you say when we just start taking action like that in a way that may seem maybe too big for any of us to handle, but I really think that that may play a big part in the overall perception of taking care of our earth. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, each of us can play, even if we contribute just a little bit, everybody contributing just a little bit, you know, um, that added up makes makes a huge impact. Uh, upon uh, the entire planet, and as our our relationship to the to the climate, the uh, the land, the um, the life on this planet, uh, beyond just our, our perception of of you know just only other human beings. Um, and it really is a um, you know ultimately in the long term, it is it is for our own survival and for the or uh many other uh, life on this planet if we uh, if we actually uh, act and do something about what we' what we are you know uh, doing and to this planet and just in the sense of recycling and picking up making sure you're picking up what's what's on the side and, and you know uh, recycling what you need to recycle and deciding to bring a reusable bag or something along those lines these are these are things like, from an Aquarian perspective, can be looked at, you know, as a, a higher ideal. You know, the, the Aquarius has this kind of this idealistic uh, approach to its um, the way it goes about what it does, and some aspects of it is being able to see it as a cosmic, as an eagle would, or or, or from a cosmic perspective, where there's where everyone is affected by it. By, by all things that have that happened, that there is no separation there, that we're all linked in that, in that space. And so, you know, contributing that, this is something I mentioned um, in a previous uh, video uh, that I did, and it has to do with um, previous incarnations when Saturn was in Aquarius. Uh, the last times were in um, the early 90s, 92, 93. Uh, and as well as in the uh, early 1960s, and there was actually in, in '62, in particular that year, there was a greater uh, stellium happening in Aquarius at that time, and people, a lot of astrologers and other people, were thinking that that was the age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And there were there have been other signs that said that was really, but they were they were connected to this realization that there was something. Opening up, and the 1960s certainly opened up a lot of territory for humanity. And so, you know, whatever they wanted to call it, we were in the process of opening up to a, a new age. So, um, so that six 1960s period can can be looked at as as the beginning of the center point of this process. But there was of the uh, awareness of, of our attorney the age, but during that time, there was the first, on a, on, a, on a political level, on a scientific level, it was the first time there was an awareness of uh, how human beings were affecting the climate. Um, and actually that, during that period in the early 60s, helped create a bunch of research papers which led to the creation of the EPA in, in 1970. Mm. And then in the early 1990s, Saturn was an Aquarius as well. And there was the um, during the early days of the uh, Clinton administration in the United States, there was this uh, a first time. It was a really an international um, collective that came together and formed sort of the uh, the bones of what would later be called the Kyoto Protocol in 97. So. Which had to do with climate, which had to do with global warming, and all of that go, that goes along with it. So mm-hmm. my my thinking here, in, in based on past results, especially with um, uh, Vesta in the sign of Virgo over the first six and a half months of this year, there's a, a greater um, connection, a responsibility to the, the global community, a responsibility to uh, all that which is around us and and you know, hey, you know we can't just let things go you know we have to we have to take care of things we you know we can't just um you know walk on by and not participate fully participate in in the conversation, so there's a greater collective like community action happening here, and in the u s we're seeing it of course strongly in politics and the um the divisiveness that's happened in part. This this is something that is, is that is evolving there too, but we'll see even greater level of I feel participation urgency uh, over these coming years. But this year is like really starting that process uh, for that, and it can owe its it can owe its um, uh, root to t- what 2020 brought in. So 2020 has a, a you know the the energy of that. Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto conjunction that took place in um, uh, really as a theme in 2020 helped, you know, might say, pave the way for what we are experiencing now. Um, and um, the the I do believe that there's a hunger for greater uh, cooperation and um, connection, uh, and um, that's. That's kind of what I, I feel about this. And so, um, you know, this, this Aquarius is really, is really big for, uh, for February. In fact, I see a lot of, uh, we, I mean, we're already feeling, um, uh, I know that I know in my own being how sensitive that I am, I'm already feeling a greater level of, you uh, might say, less anxiety, less um, uh, stress in that department.
0: Wonderful. I think that others are feeling that as well um, for the others who are are sensitive to it. Very, very interesting. For anyone who was not paying attention to last year, (laughs) we can (laughs) certainly see how last year actually with what is going on with all eyes on the pandemic and – That taking us out of old patterns, whether we wanted to or not, Um, and we can look at our, say, for example, our local newspapers with our New Earth eyes, we can read between the lines for New Earth compassion and consideration and cooperation, and we are starting to see the uh, discussion on Global warming, whether or not people agree to what's going on there, it is a respect for the land and it is that hunger that you speak of for greater cooperation. And we're starting to see, you know, in 2020, there were ideas that we came up with during our time at home, safe harboring, when we're looking out at the world, out at the collective. And we saw um, ideas for helping people experiencing homelessness. And what we're seeing, if we read our local newspapers, between the lines with new earth eyes, is that city councils are beginning to put this on their list, Um, right? The way that we treat others. And this is not just in that one area, but it's in all aspects right when you have restaurants serving takeout food and takeout packaging kind of yes. in, increasing um what's going into the landfill or not that's bringing things up for a discussion so i see those as positive signs and again that's again why we look at the newspaper with new earth eyes so that we can see that so it's wonderful that we are feeling less anxiety, and actually seeing some of those ideas in the collective. Are you seeing that as well?
1: Yes, I am. Um, there is greater uh, conversation, dialogue happening. That's, that's exactly uh, what what needs to happen. And even amongst, you know, because there is a certain sense of, like, people taking a certain stand and not budging and not... Um, Holding up to their own, uh, you know, having integrity or, you know, just simply playing it for some kind of a, you know, political power or for money or for greed, uh, especially that in in certain uh, corporations or in politics. Um, But there is a greater uh, level of corporate responsibility, too, that even to some degree, that even the oil companies, for example, are you know they 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 realize that they have to um, uh, in order for them to, uh, to to survive and for the people that use their um, their products that they have to move in and connect with a different kind of way of generating energy and that is um, uh, certainly a you know a powerful motivator when we see what we saw in 2020 and the uh, in the the hurricane season, for example, which was the most mm-hmm. hurricanes in the um, Atlantic um, Gulf on record, and then the fire season here on the West Coast and the Western U.S. in particular, mm-hmm. uh, and other parts of the world like Australia, um, yeah. you know, this the fires. This is this is all as, as symptoms of of a, of a powerful changing, powerful changing environment, and um, that we cannot. We, we cannot just uh put it off procrastinate put it off oh uh we'll we'll look at that in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty eight we we don't have to look at it now well, we do have to look at it now because uh now i mean it's getting to a sense that you know people's lives are at stake, and you know our 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 ecosystem is is going through a uh, you know significant transformation here um and it's up to us. To find uh, the power that this is the thing about Aquarius that I there are some astrologers that um, uh, you know give it a, a sort of a uh, uh, that have, have come out and give it kind of a bad rap um, and and depends on on one's perspective and I and I can understand the shadow of, of Aquarius very well um, you know we can we can as an example of Aquarius having technological breakthroughs and then Simply utilizing the technology without looking at the repercussions, like for example, atomic power and what took place at that time, and the you know what you know, and testing all of those bombs for decades afterwards. That's a that's a, a, a powerful technological innovation, but instead of really looking at it and doing homework around that, there were uh, people all around the world that were just you know wanting to weaponize everything. So. Um, so this is, this is just a, this is an example of like, hey, not only be more careful, but w- let's take a look at the human being and how the human being and the, every all the lives are, are, you know, how they're in fact are affected by this, by the innovation. So um, I do feel like, you know, for example, we, we just, the U.S. just rejoined the Paris a climate uh, agreement. and um, But I'm feeling that there's going to be something that, from this, from these past years, that's going to be planted for a, another future agreement that's going to be, I think, even more powerful. At least I see that as an intent. Now, it's up to us to utilize, this is about to go back to that Aquarius statement, to utilize our free will and free spirit to choose a direction, of of truth and our own reality in a relationship with Earth, and, and and to look at it from a, from a cosmic perspective as well, but not to ignore not to ignore the in shamanic astrology we look at the all three worlds and how those all three worlds have an approach to to life, um, including the underworld, which is a world that helps us transform and, and rise above. Uh, you know, the, and empower ourselves and rise above the, uh, sort of the, the purging or detoxification of, of who we are. And then our, our consensus reality, our third dimensional reality, which is we're evolving beyond that. This is, you know, we, that we have to still care for it. We still have to take responsibility for it. Um, it's not to just escape and, and ascend and, you know, forget about, forget about all those around us. This is, this is actually fully participating in this, in this uh, conscious reality and uh, working on, on generating, it doesn't have to be perfect, but we all have, we truly do have the resources and the power to create a, a an amazing planet. Um, but uh, we get kind of involved in a lot of uh, what uh, my teacher Daniel Giamaro calls the tribalism, and uh that can that can create all kinds of uh issues and problems that in past centuries have led us to uh to wars and um, other problems in um, in humanity. So but I feel like this and and in fact this is where I go back to uh the virus, COVID nineteen. If there's anything and the fires also showed that too. If there's anything that can Show us that we're all, of, we're all human beings here trying to work on this planet and create something. The virus showed us that we're all also have the same vulnerabilities too. We all have the same pains and heartaches and losses that we all experience, and um, so this is a reminder to us you know, it's a powerful teaching, is an initiation for humanity. Um, and to, 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 um, open up further dialogue and look at ourselves and go, how can we, how can we work with this as, as, power, as medicine in our lives? How can we work, work with it as, as something that can, um, help us grieve and heal and, and evolve beyond where we are? I do believe that we have the power to do that, but Again, you know, it's up to us, like, we have the choice. We don't – it's not about just having someone tell us what to do, but about actually listening and and being a part of the conversation.
0: Yes, beautiful. Well, the – I'm I'm sure that many agree there that um, when we look at the effects of the coronavirus – And seeing that we are all connected, that right there is bringing a new level of awareness. In this year of 2021, where we are developing unity consciousness, and you mentioned tribalism, can you talk a little bit more about astrological effects that may be helping us Purge out tribalism in this development of unity consciousness.
1: So I I think Aquarius is a um, a nice uh, you know it's, it's almost like a, a, a kind of an antidote to 2020, but not not fully. And so. When I think of tribalism, I think of, and certainly the most, um, especially here in the U.S., uh, the Republicans
0: um,
1: in particular, and to some degree some Democrats too, there's a sense of this like, oh, um, and and in particular since Trump became uh, the president and served out his term, um, that has become even greater. It's, it's, It's this. You know this nationalist movement. There was um, uh, I'll, I'll give an example of, of of some really powerful tribalism. The shadow of it, uh, the 1930s, and and even uh, prior to that, uh, but the 1930s in particular, where we saw the rise of Germany and Japan, and the atrocities that were committed because of this uh, intense, inflexible tribalism, and that they had a particular. Even Japan had a at, a, at that time, had a viewpoint that they were the superior race. Um, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, hey, that's the shadow of tribalism. It can be fine in a, in a healthy level, but when it gets to a place where it's like they don't want anybody else but themselves, that's where it becomes extremely dangerous. And we saw that in um, in the Trump administration. Uh, we saw that, you know, trying to show up in that way. Um, but Perhaps at some other time in history, if he was elected, many uh, or or perhaps a different country, he may have succeeded in that. But I do feel, and and it showed during the election, how much we've evolved here, at least in the United States, but we can see in other countries too, that we are moving beyond this. However, we can see another symptom of that, there, anytime we get to a, a more unified, like, connection, like, uh, you know, there's sort of an idealistic image of the European Union. And it definitely has its faults, but then we see a counter movement, like what happened in the UK in Brexit. That is, like, a form of tribalism, although not as, um, uh, you might know, say, uh, violent as uh, a United States version of that um tribalism and the fact that there's even people that still even today uh in certain states um uh, there's a like uh, uh, movement in Texas for example of some people wanting to secede um uh from the United States. that uh, that this this conversation of course is dialogue has happened before but we could see this as like oh they're so scared so fearful of uh, what they think could happen that they're not willing to actually reach across and and shake the hand and go, hey, can we actually have a conversation? This is uh, interesting. Um, I had a conversation with a friend, and Aquarius is a universal. It, It doesn't look at, it's not about tribalism at all. It's actually the antithesis of tribalism. It goes beyond it. It's like, hey, there's no such thing as tribe. I had a conversation with my friend, and, and, and she was saying, so we had this dialogue, okay, well, what, how can, what can we agree on as if we were completely separate alien to each other in our political ideologies, our philosophies, our religious beliefs, and all of that? Well, we can agree that we want, when we drink water, we want it to be clean, yes, we we want, to, we want to breathe in clean air. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can agree on that. Um, we all want to be able to have opportunity to make a living in life. Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, just looking at those, those three examples, we all want to protect our family for example. Uh, all of that is like, hey, we can agree on these things. So the, it's interesting that the, the differences are, in, when we look at the essence, are are far outweighed by what we have in common. And it's just those differences. We can look at the certain religions and how just like in Islam, for example, the Sunni and the the Shia, if there's only this really tiny difference in how they interpret uh, Allah and parts of uh, of, of their uh, sacred text, just little slice, and then suddenly they have to fight wars with each other because it's just a little like, less than 1% have a different uh, experience. So it's like, well, they have much, much more in common than they do, um, uh, you know, not in common, differences. So this is where I feel like, from an Aquarian perspective, like, hey, that's how we can build trust and relationship with each other, you know, and to, you know, be able to see how we can better um, uh, connect with, each other, and not fight, and not destroy, and all of that, which has, you know, been this unending cycle of humanity, so um, mm-hmm. I, there's, I know that there's greater, there's more uh, that I could share, and then in a longer program format, but it's, I do have hope, because we saw, for example, what happened on January 6th, we saw the danger of, of the, that kind of tribalism, or... Uh, you know uh, lies in this sort of propaganda. That's how, in fact, I thought Nazi Germany became Nazi Germany uh, was propaganda and apathy. If we if we had a response that we didn't care, then you know we could have easily gone the way of of Germany in the 1930s. But I don't feel like we do. We have a robust um, uh, you know judicial system. We have a a robust legislative system to, to, to the effect that we can uh, overcome this. Um, uh, but it, it was a test. And that brings me to another thing, Aquarius. If there's any sign in the Zodiac that is associated with democracy or a democratic republic, as we have, it's Aquarius. And the Constitution and the idealisms that went behind it, there was an intent. It wasn't a perfect document. It certainly had some vulnerabilities there. But there was an intent to create something amazing. And we are still kind of in the after effects of this constitutional crisis. In fact, there's still going to be a lot of, like, uh, dialogue around that. Um, But I feel like this gives us an opportunity to maybe improve upon it and to help create maybe some um, uh, things in there that help prevent uh, you know, uh, dictators from coming up in, and rising to uh, you know, office, for example, here in the US. Uh, but also creating where equality, in fact, it was just a story about Biden and, and what he's trying to do. Um, but whatever he can do, is, is, there's only so much. It has to happen in the families that's happened in the, um, uh, in the schools and in the, um, you know, whatever people happen to go to church with or uh, spiritual groups, whatever it might be, it has to happen in these, in these places for, you know, that education because, you know, that's where, that's where equality can take place. And that it, I feel that this trend is, is, is a force that, is, that can't be stopped. It's like trying to kill an idea. We're not going back to the 1800s or the or the or the mid 1900s. This is this is something that is is evolving and um, uh, it can't be uh, destroyed. It's something that is now really deep, much more deeply within us. So Aquarius can, as an archetype, can help foster this and into into onto a global level. Um, and I, I think it's going to take time. Uh, And, of course, the danger could be in certain kinds of idealism. You know, it could be an Aquarius that could be idealistic with certain kinds of technology without realizing that certain people don't want to be, you know, part of certain developments with computers or whatever that might be. And it's not to say that everything is going to be, uh, you know, a band-aid and you will solve all the problems, uh, 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 but it will help create, if we can get that dialogue, that can help foster in a more, what we what you might call a unity consciousness, where there is a greater appreciation and respect for our fellow human beings, and um, that we don't need to destroy each other, but we can go beyond where we are. Um, so I always think of this every, and this comes up, um, you know, frequently in my brain, uh, when I think of Aquarius, is the is the is the John Lennon song "Imagine," and um, the sort of the idealistic picture that that paints. It's not to say that we'll ever reach that particular plateau. Um, I think we'll you know that there could be a semblance of that in the future, in the long term future, and that it's going to take some time, to, definitely some some major time to get there, um, but it's something we can look to that, you know, uh, you know, who wants to to necessarily see their their family in danger or see, you know, that uh, they don't have enough food on the table. You know, for example, it's a matter of how we spend our money uh, in in, in various governments throughout the world um, and how we treat each other and our priorities. You know, what are our priorities here? So this is... This 2021 is, and February, January's already started the process. I've already seen it um, in February. is going to help create even more opportunity for that to come through um, because of the the concentration of all all those planets in in Aquarius. But here's the element that I want to share that is connected to Aquarius, is that there's a Uranus-Saturn square seen in 2021 and the very first exact square of that is in February between Saturn and Uranus. And so this is, this is the wild card, this is the surprise element and, ch- and the, also the change element. And so it's, it doesn't need a good nor bad, I think, but there's some, something happening there that will ha- perhaps help us have some breakthroughs in the future. We'll see. It remains to be seen what actually develops. But I feel like um, because Uranus is in the sign of Taurus, that it's connected to the more physical level. It's like think of consciousness and the the physical being, and that they are there's tension being created between them and great change and pressure, but dialogue happening to where they uh, the the intent is for them to create a solution. To create a uh, some kind of agreement or connection that says, "Well, how can we balance out? You know, going up and out into the divine, but also still being here in this in this uh, physical plane, and not losing sight of our humanity." So, the beauty of the earth, the pleasure and comfort, and the sensuality of just being a part of this planet um, and being human on this planet, and which includes health, includes. Being able to breathe clean air and drink clean water and, and, and smell the beautiful flowers and so forth—that is that—that is that, that, that intent. So there's something that the combination of those two are going to help birth. I feel uh, sometime this year. The other two uh, months that they are squaring each other is June and December. But in that, but the whole year they're going to be like doing a little dance together. Um, so that is that – is, so that's a highlight, a part of a highlight of February coming up here. Iran uh, is playing a role in that um, experience. Um, and uh, so it's, it's really some of the wisdom that can come through is for us to not be close-minded right now, but to be open uh, to the experience of what could come about, what could blossom. And, and not have a particular expectation around it that we're not going to necessarily resolve all of our, our issues in this year, but I feel like we're going to be making some uh, powerful progress. And that, that forward movement, I really forward movement towards a more, I might say, peaceful or where, um, you know, certain politicians talking about unity, you know, that is a goal that may not be quote achievable just this year specifically in fact saturn is in aquarius for 2022 as well which uranus is going to be part of that matrix as well so that there's a you know there's another flash there uh, there's another part of this thing that has to do with pluto I, I may not necessarily get into it in this particular show but i can i can certainly talk about it and later i, I know i'd love to I think I've signed up for February as well to um, uh, come in and talk more about that. But there is something, um, I think, amazing that's happening and uh, a waking up. And uh, it can take a while for people who have either been uh, – have given away their power to others or have been asleep or both. It takes a while for them to really come into a space where they may be able to you know uh, participate more fully, so it's giving some people time to to come to that that space but there's a lot of uh wounded people out there, a lot of people that don't want to own up to uh their um, responsibility to the to the people around them and uh I feel like they're going to be, you know, called out and and put to the test, and so that they can maybe uh, shift their perception, maybe open up and and have breakthroughs themselves, perhaps in the future. Um, so, but I'm ultimately I'm very hopeful, and certainly much more so than what I saw in 2020. I'm more, uh, I feel like this is an expansive year, um, but there's still some. Uh, clean, definitely some cleaning up that we we've got to do and um, from the uh, all that all the debris that uh, was formed in 2020 um, I do feel like we're going to definitely get out of this pandemic um, and uh, that you know with the the vaccines and with um, treatments, and better quality of uh, approaching better more experience with this with, these, with these, uh, this virus and this variant, that we have a, a, a much deeper, richer understanding of how we can work with it more uh, effectively and more, in, uh, more responsibly with each other. Uh, and it's again, I, I was remembering when I was talking last year, it's, we were seeing all the, the vulnerabilities, the, 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 the difficulties of our economic and our health systems and our political systems, um and the our justice system and uh including inequalities around that and this is a chance now to, to to spur on all these ideas and and to to work with them and and maybe experiment at least test them out and find out what we can do better, how we can improve because there is a lot of room to grow um and uh anyway so that's that's a part mm-hmm. of why i'm I'm optimistic here.
0: Eric Roth, the astro-shamanic astrologer, very optimistic. Thank you for sharing on uh, the planetary influence. The key thing that you said that I would like to highlight in our polarized world, which sadly is even in our beautiful spiritual community, the thing that brings me hope is uh, the dialogue, opening up for dialogue, Looking for solutions, hearing all voices, discussing, and, and not having that expectation of what could blossom, but knowing that there's a wild card there. This is why we've always said, hold your eyes, keep your vision on new earth. And even though we are polarized in our collective, I think everyone everyone can agree that we all want the same things from a higher perspective. So these shifts that we're going through allow us to be expansive in that way to bring in great change, new ideas, new solutions, new opportunities. So thank you for sharing that. Now, when you talk about even, Uranus and Saturn square in February. That's coming up here now and you work with clients. I want to have you um, talk a little bit about how working with individual clients and their individual charts can really assist them personally in their lives as we each move through. Because yes, in the collective, we've got this going on, but then individually individual charts are cycling with different periods so when you work with your clients you offer different lengths of time for people this really helps them navigate in a very um forefront way ahead of things they can see what's coming down the pike yeah
1: yes yes oh yeah i um in fact this is this, these alignments and what's happening in the collective has given greater uh, clarity for people and giving them great examples, uh, the macrocosm, and then helping them in their own world, their own intimate world of their own lives. And yes, I, in, especially in readings that I do in recent years, I've been connecting with, you know, especially if it's an intense time let's say, a person in a personal cycle set that are all about, like, expansion and they're doing amazing things and they're going to, you know, it's, it's a time for them to fully blossom. But then they get in the, and what they're, the kind of environment they're living in. It's, it's, it's you know, they're under lockdown. They, there's social unrest. There's political strife and a uh, major health crisis. So they may not be able to fully experience their blossoming because of the, uh, the situation that is beyond their control. But there's still an expansion happening some, at some point, uh, you know, within themselves. Like, and then there's it's just a different way, a different way of it coming about in their own lives. Like, for those people that have uh, this year, for example, if you've got um, some uh, personal planets uh, what I mean by personal plans is, say, you got your natal sun or moon or rising sign or Venus, for example. If you've got those in, in like, say, the early to mid-degrees of Aquarius uh, or even Taurus, um, you are going to be, you might say, at the effect of these particular powerful alignments. Uh, Leo and Scorpio will also be, because they're in the same, uh, you know, i say, cross of signs. But Aquarius obviously being the uh, the main uh, thing. So you're going to be having a personal cycle that is going to be a microcosm of what the collective is going through. And that can undoubtedly help you when I share about that, and you can have, of course, your own relationship with these planets and with that sign in your own life. And I can share with you uh, the timing and how to how to work with them in your own life. So they can be really powerful.
0: Yes, very powerful. Okay, so if you would like to work with Eric Roth and find out what is in alignment for you in these coming weeks and coming months and the year, there are several options that you can check out. You can uh, check the Link that's on this webpage, visit AcousticHealth.com. In the search bar, type in Eric, E-R-I-K, Roth, and you will find his link to the sessions that he offers. So, Eric, tell us about this because you've got several different um, lengths of sessions here, and therefore different things. How deep people want to go, if they're new to you, or if they just need a refresher. Tell us about each of these options, please.
1: Yes. Uh, so thank you for asking about that. This is um, uh, these options, like for example, a full Islamic astrology reading is a, is a is a 90 plus minute uh, session that goes over one if it's. If I, I, I recommend that if it's your first time getting reading, because you get a full detail about your astrology chart plus the timings in your life. And then there's also updates, a one-hour session or an update a person can sign on for. Let's say one of your um, guests has you know, had, had a reading for me. Let's say they got it you know, several months ago. Then they can come on and get that. All of this is special. These are special pricings. Than what's on my website, it's, it's a it's a it's a special offer. Um, there's also offers about package. You can get a package of three full readings uh, definitely over to reduce cost. You can get um, you know a combination of like a like a sinistry at, at a reduced cost here. So there's sinistry means comparison of two two charts together. Um, and then there's a half an hour. So if you just want to kind of get a a flavor and maybe check into maybe a few major timings uh, or if you just have a specific question or two and just want to focus on that, then yeah, there's a 30-minute offering there that can be of of great value to you. Um, And, you know, having the birth date, the birth time, birth place, that's what I would need to do the reading. But if, if a person doesn't have the birth time, that's okay. They can still get a lot of valuable information, even without the birth time. It's not a, um, it's not a, you know, a, 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 a must-have, but it does give you additional clarity uh, beyond if you didn't have the birth time. But either way, you would still get some some amazing information that uh, the planets and the science can, can share with you.
0: Yes, thank you for that. All those wonderful options. It's a great opportunity to ask your questions as well. Um, the longer sessions with Eric do allow you lots of questions. And even if you're new to this and don't understand it completely, it is just great information. As we've heard before on this program, we are born at a specific time and a specific Date. It is what our soul chooses to come in. And as we can understand the alignments within ourselves, you know, we've also heard the cosmos is within us. This is a map to better understand how we can navigate with this change in the periods of empowerment and looking at where it might be some areas that kind of need us to hold back and maybe conserve our energy. So very, very good. I've had a session with you. It was 90 minutes. It was very thorough. And I couldn't believe that 90 minutes went by so fast. Uh, It really does teach us um, incredible moments in our life to really pay attention to if we're into that. So thank you for that, Eric. Again, that special offer is available for all who are listening. Again, that's acoustichealth.com. In the search bar, type Eric Roth and you'll find that very special offer. Again, we thank you for that. So, this has been wonderful, Eric. Thank you so much for the updates. We hope that everyone is feeling empowered for the coming year, feeling great creative energies solution energies for this year. We thank everyone for holding your vision of New Earth. Eric, I want to allow allow you a moment as we say goodbye to close with any special conclusion.
1: Thank you, Lorraine. Yes, to everyone out there, um, it's focusing in connection to what drives what can drive people beyond beyond the fears is is that sense of hope the sense of, of, of greater possibilities out there and we can carry our own torch to that to that future and if we look up into the sky we look up into the stars and the planets the Sun and the moon these are spirit guides that were here that are here to help us and Have dialogue with them. Meditate with them. They're they're always here for us.
0: Yes. Beautiful. This incredible time to dialogue with the beautiful guides that are assisting us as well as standing in our sovereignty and being part of our collective in a mature cosmic way Eric Roth thank you thank you thank you for this quantum conversation
1: thank you Lauren take care
0: we'll see you again next month thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening we invite you now to dance with us to the cosmic heart just feel a lightness and a fun in your spirit Thank you. Namaste. and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com I'm Loren Gailey and from my sacred heart to yours I honor your magnificent love and light We leave you now with music from the universe music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned